Hello everyone, welcome back to the Dream On podcast. This is Jennifer, as usual, your host. And today in this episode, I would like to talk about the idea of symbolism in dreams. So originally, I was not planning on doing an episode specifically about like my thoughts on dream symbolism. I was thinking about doing an episode on cultural significance of dreams, and um, I'm still going to do that, but that requires a lot of research because I don't want to disrespect any cultures. I think that it's really cool that pretty much every culture in the world has some sort of idea about dreams and what they are and what they mean, and so I'd like to delve into just a few different ideas from different cultures about that, and so it's going to take me a while to not like weed out, but basically weed out which ones are the most interesting or which ones are the least interesting and then only talk about the ones that are really interesting and that I think I can adequately explain because some of them are, they have really complicated ideas about dreams and I don't want to say something that's wrong and offensive and like spread misinformation because that is not the goal of this podcast and I really don't want to do that. So that was the original idea for this episode, but instead I'm going to talk about just my personal thoughts on when people try to like interpret dreams for symbolism and like messages, just like just thinking about that and kind of talking about that freely. So this is very unscripted. I will pause quite a few times, probably try to figure out what I'm even trying to say. So Please enjoy this episode. Enjoy my ramble. I think that it'll be fun. Um, I have been sick for a few days. Otherwise, I think I would have gotten an episode out sooner because I didn't just forget about the podcast, but I didn't really want to talk to myself in my room while I was sick. Um, that does not sound like a lot of fun, so I didn't do that. And I've also been reading a lot. Um, if you don't personally know me, which most of you do not, because I have told basically no one about this podcast, um, I read a lot. I read a lot of YA fantasy, and so that's like young adult fantasy fiction. That's my favorite genre. Um, I like Jane Austen too, though. Um, I'm pretty, I like, I just like books. <laughs> So I, I love the library. I love reading. Um, I, th I actually think that that has made my dreams more interesting because my imagination is just like, I don't, I don't, how do I say that? I have a strong imagination and reading books that take place in, you know, space and in like, like medieval kingdoms or whatever, that really expands my imagination. So I think that's good dream fuel. So if your dreams are boring, maybe you should start reading more interesting books or watching weird movies because it gives you a lot more ideas. Now, pulling it back in, reeling it back in um, to what I'm actually supposed to be talking about right now. Uh, so I, I have never looked at my own personal dreams as being symbolic. And that doesn't mean that I don't think that there isn't symbolism in dreams, because I totally do. I just think that, and like, this is going to sound really dumb and non-committal, but I think that it depends on whether or not you think there's symbolism. Because your dreams are you, and you are your dreams. So you create 
everything that's in your dreams, which means that if you think that you can communicate like with your subconscious in your dreams, then that's what you're doing. And like, obviously you are because the entire dream comes from your subconscious and conscious mind, like combining and making a story or making a weird scene or something. So if you think that there's a symbolism there, then obviously you know that you think that. So there totally could be. And then if you think that nothing in the dream, you know, has any significance, then of course there, like it wouldn't because it's just you. So I hope that makes sense. But like, if I believe that I can communicate like more with myself more deeply through my dreams, then I probably can because that's what I think I can do. So it's just the same way that when you lose a dream, you have to like really trust yourself and believe in yourself that you're actually lucid dreaming. I think that that probably applies to like, um, I guess not, not like communicating with yourself because you naturally do that when you think like when you have thoughts and then you think, Oh no, that was wrong. Like that's, that's really like communicating with yourself and just having coherent thoughts. This is more like if you think like if there's something in your life that's really stressing you out, and maybe you don't realize how much it's stressing you out, then maybe you'd have a dream and you'd, and then you'd wake up and be like, oh, I didn't realize that that was so stressful. But of course you can communicate with yourself that way through dreams. And I think that's super cool. And I think that that's totally real. So I've talked before about how um, your waking life um, moods and emotions and just overall stress, those really impact your dreams. And They'll change whether or not you're able to lucid dream easily or if it's going to be really hard. And so that really impacts the content of your dreams. That can cause you to have nightmares. That can prevent you from having nightmares. Just your stress level, I think, is the most prominent thing that will affect your dreams. So, you know, go to sleep. Try to try to chill out. But dreams are definitely a way to process things. And they're definitely a way for us to see things in new ways and consider things that maybe we hadn't considered before or just it's seeing things from a new angle. So that processing that goes on maybe indirectly, like you wake up and you realize, oh, this character in my dream, even though it really was not, you know, my mom or whatever, like that represented my mom. Like, and sometimes that stuff is so true, but even if it's not true, the fact that you applied that meaning to it makes it true. Just just really think about that because no one else owns your dreams and no one else has any part in making them. So if later you decide, oh, that's what that means, then you're right. That is what that means because you created it in the first place and now you're deciding that now. You have total control over what you decide to see in your dreams as important and what you decide to take into account when you're writing them down. Like when you're writing down your dreams, you're not gonna be able to write down every single thing that happened. And when I write down my dreams, it takes me a super long time because I am very detail oriented when it comes to writing them down. So I have like pages and pages and pages. And so it gets really, annoying to write them down which is bad so don't do that but like 
the way that you decide to interpret your dreams will always be correct because you're the creator of them and then you get to decide how you record them and how you look back on them. So no matter what you decide to do and no matter how you decide to see it, that's the right way. It's like an author with their book. An author can write their book however they want. They're creating the story from scratch. And when they look back and, you know, their readers are like, oh, why did this character do this? Like, the author can come up with a totally dumb reason, and guess what? It's still canon. Like, it doesn't matter if it's the dumbest thing in the world to everyone else if they knew about it. It's just what the author thinks it should be or what they think matters. So even if the symbolism or the idea that you're applying to the dream wasn't actually what your subconscious wanted you to apply to it, it's still right because you are the same thing as your subconscious. Don't think of it as like a separate entity because you're the same. It's just another part of you that you don't really like access a lot. It's like, it's like, no, I'm not going to use a computer analogy. I don't know enough about computers, <laughs> but it's just like another part. It's like, if you're a machine, that's just another part of you as a machine. It's like, that's like the background tasks that your security program does on your computer. You know, you're doing other stuff. You're browsing the web, you're on Pinterest. And in the background, your computer is like cleaning out the trash and like, you know, moving files around or whatever, whatever computers do. Ooh, there's the fan on my computer. But you know, like that's your subconscious. And I guess, in lucid dreams, you can access the subconscious, like opening the security program and just seeing what it's been doing. But, and like you can like move stuff around and do stuff in lucid dreams. And I guess that's kind of the same thing, but you can't, like, it's still you. So there's not, I think a lot of people think that there's this divide between like their waking self and their subconscious mind and they have to communicate with themselves. And that's not, really true because your subconscious mind is the same as your waking mind it's just not what you actively use to think and process things like your subconscious would be like your long-term memory it's just like a data bank and it just like you know cleans things up like when you're sleeping so like when you're sleeping your brain um like clears out toxins and like deletes um neural pathways that it doesn't use anymore like that's your subconscious that's just like actively deciding like what doesn't matter anymore like it's it's so like technical and it's not <laughs> I sound like I know what I'm talking about and like I do a little bit but I really I'm not a doctor I don't I'm not a psychologist I just have been lucid dreaming for a long time so don't take anything I say as like the law this is just a pure ramble based on what I know, which is not a lot. And I should probably do more research, but you know, it's okay. We're going to pretend like I know more than I do because you know, when you talk fast and people listen, then they're like, oh, that was so good. And you didn't see, but I was clapping when I said that too. I didn't want to actually clap because that would be super loud. And then you'd probably never listen to this again because I would blow your eardrums and then you'd be deaf. <laughs> Hello, I am interrupting the episode because the second half of it was total garbage and um, my mic was touching my computer so it sounded like I had a really bad lisp and like to the point of me being almost not even understandable. 
so I won't force anyone else to listen to that. Um, I sounded just like Sid the Sloth from the Ice Age movies, and no one wants to hear Sid do a podcast. So um, I decided to just make the best of it, and I actually got out my psychology notes to better talk about what I was talking about for the second half of this, and I was talking about how a lot of people view their subconscious as this inaccessible part of themselves that, you know, has all these insights because it sees the world differently than they do, and it's almost like their truest self, you know? And I I understand that perspective, but I don't think that that's um, I don't think that's the right way to look at it because your subconscious is just another part of you. So however you see the world, however you process things and think about things, that's the same in your subconscious because your subconscious is basically your processor. So however you process things and see the world, that's your subconscious doing that. Like, when, like, when your brain decides which memories are going to go into long-term, like, into the long-term memory bank, you don't consciously decide, oh, yeah, this one's really important when you're two years old. You don't decide which memories you remember the most readily. That's a subconscious decision, but that's still, like, a part of you, and it's not, it's not, like, a some... Like, it's not a part of you that's, like, in the fog, in the mist, so far away that you have to, like, you can't make contact with, you can't see, you can never understand, because it's just yourself. So, the more you learn about yourself and the more you understand yourself, you're learning about your subconscious, too. So, through lucid dreaming, like, like creating a dream is that's just, like, something that your brain does automatically, you know, unless you're trying to use, was it mild or wild? It's one of those. Like, um, unless you're doing one of the, like, rehearsal things where you create a dream while you're awake and then you fall into it in sleep, unless it's something like that, your brain will just generate a dream without you thinking about what it needs to be, which is great because if we had to design every dream, I think it would be so exhausting that no one would ever dream. So I am grateful to my mind for doing that without me thinking about it. But your subconscious is made up of all the same things that your conscious mind, like, is made up of. So all the memories that you have and all the worldviews that you have, those are the same in your subconscious because it's just you. So however much you understand yourself and you really know yourself, that's how much you understand your subconscious. So... If you're someone who, like, really knows a lot about themselves and how they deal with things and, you know, what they like, just all of that stuff, like, that's how well you know your subconscious because it's not a separate entity. It's just you. It's just the part of you that you don't actively use to think, <laughs> like, every day. Like, when I'm sitting here, you know, thinking about what to say next for the podcast, that's, like, me actively thinking, oh, what do I say next? That's not, like, me sitting, taking a test, just thinking about nothing and hoping that the answers will pop into my head. That's the subconscious going through and retrieving memories for me so that I can answer the questions on the test. So it's, it's kind of strange to me when people say, like, oh, well, obviously that's, like, 
like when they're saying like, oh, I want to have dreams so I can communicate with my subconscious, like you don't need to dream about something to like think about it and communicate with yourself about it. You can just sit down and think about something really hard and process it while you're awake. It doesn't have to be something that you try so hard to do because whatever you like really want to focus on and really need to think about, then you should do that because it's it's you that needs to process that. And as long as you are actively there and you're actively thinking about it, then you're good. It doesn't need to be like in the dream world for you to think about something and to really consider it and look at it from different perspectives. You can sit down and you can do it while you're awake. So, you know, what like people who meditate and stuff like that and really just clear their minds, like I think that's so healthy because they're letting they're letting themselves process things by not processing anything. It's just taking a moment to step back and relax and just not think about anything and just let their minds like rest, I think. And just like that restfulness, I think is probably really healthy. So, instead of viewing your subconscious mind as this separate entity that, you know, you don't understand and that you might even be like excited to try to get to know like you don't like I'm sorry to crush you but it's just you so maybe just just like try to understand yourself better just whatever that means like what motivates you what drives you what do you like to do why do you like to do those things just you know pick up more hobbies like this podcast has been really fun for me and that's something that I know about myself now that I like doing podcasts. I think it's super easy because you just sit there and talk. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to dress up. You don't have to do anything special. You just have to sit there and know what you're going to talk about. And sometimes you don't even know what you're going to talk about. I didn't have a script for this episode, but I'm really enjoying it. So that, like stuff like that, just you don't have to view your subconscious as a separate like part of you. It's just you. It's just not the part of you that you use every day to think about everything. And it's nothing special. It's nothing that like will send you messages unless you are actively thinking about that yourself. I just think people tend to complicate it more than it needs to be. It's just you. And at this point, I think I'm just starting to repeat myself, so I think it's time for me to wrap up the episode. And I thank you for sticking around until the end of this one. Um, It took me a lot longer than I thought it would because of the little mishap where the mic wasn't doing its job. But uh, hopefully that won't happen again because it was really disappointing because the episode flowed so well and it was so good so I hope that this time it's just as good as it was the first time if not better um thank you so much for listening once again I really appreciate it and you can find all of the uh names of my social media platforms for the podcast in the description of this episode and the other episodes so please check that out And feel free to send me a DM on Instagram and please feel free to drop me a voice message on Anchor because I am really interested in what this community has to say and if you have any questions then I would love to 
answer them for you or I can answer them on the podcast if we think that there's enough material for me to talk about it for half an hour. So thanks so much once again and dream on.